Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Right here on the Zone Sports Network with Austin Horton. I'm Tony Parks filling in today for Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Today and today only, or have you heard? Uh, yeah, I I randomly just had all these mentions late last night. I was like, what, what am I looking at here? What is going on? And may I say, as I was looking through at the original tweet, yeah, very misleading. Yeah. <laughs> Might want to clarify. A little vague booking going on Might there. Might want yeah. to clarify. <laughs> Exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a good convo with that with that fella today about that. He felt yes. bad. He felt bad. Well, it's like uh, he, he was excited because you can make different comments that may have very different meanings. I mean, you've made comments like that about the maybe uh, I don't know a number of different things out there. Your idea of a national holiday is one of those. Yeah, you've yeah maybe uh, somebody or people. Who might have, uh, uh, well, might have an issue with manufacturing blinds, but you made it sound like those who are visually impaired. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, ambiguous, vague comments uh, that come out of my mouth right. from time to time. They could be, they can mean many different things <laughs> from different angles. And I'll never really let you know what I really mean by right. it either. Just and leave it up to you to judge. People have wanted to be like, wait, 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 wait. What exactly does he mean by like that? Like when I yelled, listen here, blind people, get your act together. I definitely paused. And that's rightfully so. Everyone should have paused and pulled over and went, whoa, what's what's happening here? And uh, no, I was talking about people who make blinds for windows, but people, I didn't include that. I just said blind people. And so Mm -hmm. everyone was like, look at this guy. Well, the way you dropped it right at the beginning, you were like, listen here. You know, like you, you were very fired up. I was, man. I wasted so much time that weekend. So much wasted time. I don't have a lot of time. And the blind manufacturers robbed me of all of it. You were like, listen here, blind people. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy now. Whoa. I was like, Austin, whoa, what are you talking about? And that was like our third day on the show. They're like, well, that was a short-lived show there. And then the 4th of July, your your whole thing on that. (laughs) You were saying if one firework goes off past 11 o'clock, you were talking about yeah. Rolling through the towns with tanks, gathering them all up, taking them out to a pit and burying them. You never indicated if you were talking about the fireworks see? or if you were talking about the people. Adrian and I were very concerned. That, see, that's on you and Adrian, really. Why? Because I, I was talking about fireworks. I, I said, if one firework goes off after 11 p.m. I did not say, if one person lights a firework... 
right? You said we gather them all up. The fireworks after 11 p.m. And then you said, and another person is not allowed to light another firework. I said another firework is not allowed to be (laughs) sold again. That's what I said. And you and Adrian just think I'm this bad guy. We're just saying I'm a good guy doing good guy things. Oh, so you have claimed. We're just we're just saying that there's some concern, or there's uh, some loose ends, there's some loss in translation. So yes, a tweet was out there, and people were like, "Oh my gosh!" I had a bunch of text messages like, "Dude, did you get fired? <laughs> what? <laughs> you and Austin got fired? Huh?" I had some. Uh, well, my first my first reaction was, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> <laughs> I was like I knew this day was coming. I didn't know Jake Hatch was going to be the one to let us know. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to clarify. Yeah. Just clarify a little bit. Breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski. What's this here? Oh, we've well, been woged. Well, is what when I, felt I looked like. at yeah. the tweet, I thought, like when you find out you've been traded from the media, oh, not yeah. from your team. Yeah. Well, when I yeah. read the tweet, I'm like. Everything about that tweet is, I can see what people were thinking. <laughs> Jacob C. Hatch. All right. We love Jake Hatch. He does a great job. Check him out. And Locked On Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast. And then, of course, uh, producer of the DJ and PK in the morning. Since we're here in this time slot today, Tony, where I'm, I occasionally chirp in yeah, from time to time, every, every now and then, like once a month, maybe. Did you know that uh, someone's, uh, one of our coworkers here at one time, their wife uh, complained about how much I chirp in on the show, and oh. and they were they were right. I went back and listened. I was like, "Yeah, I, okay. I'm on that mic way too much." And she should be our she should be our uh, our uh, tell the truth coach. Oh, our, our critic. So anyway, but since you some our audience here hears me from time to time in this time <laughs> slot, somebody told me the other day that I'm a different character. From 10 to noon, then I am 3 to 7. I think you're the same character from 9.30 in the morning, uh, off the air, on the air. It doesn't See? really do a lot. Interesting I'm you credi- said it that I, way. I, I'm yeah, complimenting you on your authenticity. I will do okay. that. Okay, all right. That I will do. See, because the problem I had with it wasn't that he said I'm different 10 to noon than I am 3 to 7. It was that he called me a character. That was the problem I had with it. Uh, like I'm putting on airs yeah. and like I'm putting on a show and like right. I don't really mean all these things that I absolutely say with my whole heart, soul, and yeah. fiber of my being. Try to let people know. Uh, <clears throat> now, you and I, uh, morally, we may differ here and there. I, I think I, right? I have a different stance you, on a few things, like a national holiday suggestion, things like that. You'll steal lunches from children on field trips here at, this, at the arena? I was given that lunch and I kind of accepted it, yes. It was all meant right. for who? I don't know. Ah, uh, Tony. Didn't have a name on it. Okay. You were- it did not have were, a name on it. There were 68 <clears throat> children coming directly off a, a yellow school bus- Oh, there was a lot in of In through the same day. door as you. <laughs> and you, you know, you've always got the backpack and the cap on. <laughs> and so they just, they were handing out lunches we to all the these same little kids. Size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you just took it right out of that teacher's hand and went well, along her way. And you know what? Those things are numbered. The, the school districts don't just have all these funds. I don't know if you're up onto the politics in this state, but we count the pennies oh, do that we give to the kids in the schools, okay? There's a budget. And that day, one of those kids went without food because you went with two lunches. I got, yeah, I got accused of this. Somebody said, hey, thanks for coming. Here you go. And I said, well, thank you. And I kept on walking, and I walked up here, and you said, where did you get that sack lunch? Somebody gave it to me. Had a snack pack and a, and a PB&J. It and was a pudding good. And, you know. I'm not going to like wheat bread, but it was good. Wheat bread. <laughs> it was. 
was. Look at you complaining now complain. about your free lunch that you stole from a toddler. I'm just okay. All right. First of all, first of all, yeah, they toddle. It, it was handled to, handed to me. Here you go. I didn't want to seem ungrateful. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So you're right. We do very morally. <laughs> That's absolutely I right. I think uh, yeah. That reminds me of uh, what Billy Madison. Like who would steal a bunch of kids' lunches? <laughs> and then the lady's like, I'll tell you who stole those lunches. It was that dang Sasquatch. <laughs> and then you can just see me out there with that bus driver sitting by the thing laughing, yep. eating away at the... Uh... Chris Farley plays that <laughs> yeah. bus driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great grand wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, lots of, a lot to get to here today uh, on the show. We'll talk some NFC and AFC championship games, uh, preview a bit for the Super Bowl, big jazz news over the weekend, also a good jazz win over the weekend. We got a lot to get to right here on a wonderful Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Let's get right to it. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Man, you know, we came in together. Um, obviously, you guys all know we're close friends, but it is, it's great to see things happen. I said it um, on Instagram. It's great to see things, great things happen to great people. You know, I think we all know the worker he is, the stuff, the time and effort he's put in. You guys have seen the effort. Uh, you guys have seen the results of it. Uh, but on top of that, he's always stayed positive. He always continued to work, continued to, to progress and find ways to get better. And the best thing about it is, um, you know, this isn't it for him. Like, it's not like he... He got his money, you know, and that's it. You know, he's, he's ready. He's locked in. He always locked in, ready to go. And, you know, he never falters. You know, he's always consistent. And um, that's why I respect him. All right. Uh, time now for the split story of the day brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Hey, if you snore at night or are, if you are currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea, Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. Shoot around from earlier today. You heard what Donovan Mitchell had to say. We had a great shoot around show today there uh, during our normal time slot, uh, which uh, Jay Catch and Adrian Lizer happened to host. But uh, your thoughts kind of on everything that happened this weekend, what we heard from shoot around today and the game coming up tonight. Yeah. In fact, we'll, we'll get into Royce and the contract and and that in a little bit Uh, but I've been thinking a lot Tony about the the difference uh, or the different areas or sections of the NBA jazz season so far and how things started how things uh, looked like they were going completely the wrong way then they took a little bit of a turn then they had another couple weird losses and then this recent stretch where they've won what 15 of 17 now or, or something along uh-huh. those lines with the loss, of course, to... 16 of 18 now, yeah. 16 mm-hmm. of 18. There you go. Even better percentage. And if it's real, A, if it's uh, sustainable along those same lines, now Mike Conley makes his return. All these questions, but what really what really uh, remains after everything's broken down, Tony, is the fan base feeling. The feeling I get from the fan base, from the players, the coaches, the media even, is so much more positive than it was in November. November 27th, when the Jazz lost at Indiana, it otherwise probably would have been just a blip, just a little bit like, yeah, they're a tough Eastern Conference team, but the Jazz Jazz have won 10 of 15 at that point or whatever. That was the expectation. Instead, that made it 11 and 7 on the year for the Jazz, and uh, a few games later, if I'm not mistaken, was the 40-point loss or a deficit at Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was the same uh, road trip, yeah. It was, a, it was a bad, bad stretch for the Jazz. 
Well, are the Jazz different? Yes. Where are they different? We'll get to that in just a moment. But Donovan Mitchell, you it may have been you that asked at shoot-around this morning, Tony. Uh, if not, it was someone else who's not nearly as qualified as you, but just it, If it was a, really a good, good question, it probably was not me. But anyway, okay, well, the, the question was, <laughs> what's your favorite movie? No, the question was, the question was, what kind of problems did the Jazz face from the Pacers the last time around? And Donovan's answer, I thought, was revealing. They were the more aggressive team. They wanted it more, and, you know, we, we really... We came to play, but, you know, there's just times where teams, you know, just came out more aggressive. You know, they took us out of stuff. So for us, we just got to go out there to be aggressive, understand it's going to be a physical game. Uh, they have two possible, or well, one for sure, but two possible all-stars over there in Brogdon and uh, um, Sabonis. And then on top of that, you have a great score in TJ Warren, you know, so they have a lot of threats, you know, so we got to be able to go out there and, you know, take them out of what they do, but also kind of find, continue to be ourselves and do what we do. The word that stood out to me there, Tony, was aggressive. Mm -hmm. The Pacers were the more aggressive team. Now, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to point to two or three stats that you think spell out aggressive, would be attached to showing whether a team was aggressive or not in a box score. But for me, Tony, to that stretch and a little bit past then, that was exactly what was lacking for the Utah Jazz to start this season. It was very passive it was very let the game come to them. It was play to their opponent's level, and that was not working. That was the difference back then in November on November 27th. The Jazz lacked aggression, and Tony, they don't lack that as much anymore, no, do they? No, they don't, well, because they're playing with premier confidence. I mean, if you notice one thing that's helping them fight through some fatigue at times, like I think this team has played every other day for a very long time with travel a lot of times right in between every one of those games. That can lead to some fatigue a time or two. That can really have uh, an effect on a team at different moments for different times for different reasons. One thing I think that's helping is is when the ball is moving like that, that helps with mental energy. That gives energy. When the ball's going in the basket, you defend with a little better toughness. Now, defense was a problem for this team. Offense was an even bigger problem for this team earlier. Now they're starting to play for each other. It's happening far more often, consistently in every single possession. I mean, that, that possession they had the other night where the ball just moved around like crazy, people could say it was the best offensive possession they've had all year. It was beautiful. And it led to a Mitchell corner three. He knocked it down. And you can see in that moment the way that five players are thinking and moving as one well before things are ever happening, and defenses are having a really tough time getting to everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Those things are making an enormous difference. Yeah, and I like what you said about when the ball goes in. You you defend a little sharper. Oh, and not just to mention you're you're already back on in a better chance to be in a defensive stance when the ball goes in rather than a rebound situation, yeah. right? I mean that just to start right there, your team has a chance to play better defense when you're making the shot. But then you've got that mode, that mojo, that momentum, and that confidence watching the ball go in. But Tony, I I, I, I tried to come up with some stats that I think point to or at least uh, indicate whether or not a team has been aggressive in a game. Now, the thing with analytics or stats is they don't tell the whole story. In fact, I think they supplement the story mm -hmm. rather than tell the story and the eyeball then supplements them. I'm a little slow to come around on the full uh, analytics, take the driver's wheel and the other, uh, the eyeball is just the, the, opposite, the supplement. I, I'm the opposite. And so some of the stats I thought indicate aggressiveness. Uh, in fact, what are some stats that you think 
if you looked at the stat in the box score at the end of the night, you'd be like, oh, that shows that that team was aggressive in that area of the game oh, tonight. I think rebounds could be a big part of that. Um, I think if you look at defensive rating, that can show a number of different mm-hmm. things. Um, there, there's a lot. Free throws sometimes can, yeah. can mean that you're, you're doing a great job of getting in the paint, attacking at the rim, putting pressure on the rim. Uh, there's a variety yeah. of different numbers. Uh, they can show up maybe steals, uh, depending on sure. the way a game goes. Box scores are always very interesting in that way. Yeah. But no matter what they've looked like, I see aggression from the Jazz. I see confidence from the Jazz. I see a togetherness. And the other night, I thought the Jazz were inconsistent in that first half defensively. Against the Pelicans? Uh, against uh, Sacramento. Okay. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Then, and then what they did was, I thought, in the second half, played a little more consistently to, to what they are accustomed to playing like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I saw a lot of. Well, I came up with this mad scientist kind of combination, and I ran it by a former uh, professional basketball coach this morning just to make sure I'm not just absolutely stark crazy, just to make sure that I have some sanity here. And what I did is I listed all the stats I think could indicate aggression. Turnovers forced, points scored off of turnovers, steals, blocks, deflections, free throw attempts, second chance points, fast break points, loose balls recovered, and offensive rebounds. I think those are aggressive, indicative stats. The one he said to throw out maybe was steals, because you don't really know, just looking at a steal sheet, if that was good defense that led to that or the ball just happened to fall in your hands. But anyway, so what I did is I added up the Jazz differential with all those compared to their opponents through their first 13 games played. Uh, I'm sorry, 18 games played. And that was the, the, the Pacers game, November 27th, that they lost. They were, uh, through those 18 games, minus 13 in aggression. In differential there. Okay. So a plus here, a minus there. They were down 13 to their opponents across the board, and they were down 21 that night to the Pacers in aggressive scores. Since then, Tony, they have cut their average from nearly a minus one per night through those 18 games to a minus three, minus point three in aggression. So they have come a long, long way. So to Donovan Mitchell's point... I think he's absolutely dead right when he says the Pacers were an aggressive team back then and the Jazz weren't. Yeah. And that makes a big difference. Well, I don't think the Jazz were as connected. I mean, you can go out there and be aggressive and hustle and fight and work hard and do all those things. It is a five-man game. And even if you had five guys out there playing hard and hustling and doing all that, if what they're doing mentally is not congruent, it's going to look fragmented it's going to look inconsistent it's going to look like they're not as aggressive you're going to look indecisive and hesitant with the ball because something doesn't look right or feel right on knowing what to do and where to go with it yeah right i mean that that's the way it was and even though this team i thought would take some time to get to the level we expected them to eventually i did think that it was going to be a long journey it was worse than i thought it was going to be at times they were a top five defensive team there in those first 11 games or something like that. Hmm. Fell off badly, right? I mean, the offense, you know it's going to take some time to come along, but it was really a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. There was something really wrong with this team that was, even when you graded on a curve, worse than what I thought it was going to be. And I was worried that we would find a team after 41 games hovering around 500 and everybody talking patience, 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 and that was not the goal. The goal this year was not baby steps or to get better. It was to contend. Now what you're watching in the last 18 games is a team that is contending. And I still will say, I said it on Twitter, I'll say it again, since the turn of the century, 
So the 1999 year is the last time I saw this team playing, I think, at this, maybe not even replicating that caliber. This is the best brand of jazz basketball since the turn of the century. The 2008 Jazz, which I would say was the best jazz team, not even the team that went the farthest, Hmm. the best jazz team, they just ran into the Lakers in the second round and didn't get an 8-1 upset somewhere, uh, Mm -hmm. like the 07 team, but they won 56 games. They actually were... Uh, the Jazz, by the way, number one uh, in the last 18 games or whatever it is offensively, and I think they're 10th defensively. Okay. One of their best stretches was March, where they won at Boston. They were the only Western Conference team to win at Boston that this year. This is in 08? 08, okay. the team that won the title. Yeah. So they, they And that was when Darren was playing at undoubtedly the best point guard level in the NBA. That. Yeah. that was premier play. Corver and Memo were knocking down threes. It, it looked very serious that this team could contend. So they had some good things like that going. You know what they didn't do well? They didn't win on the road. Hmm. They didn't do it. They were like 17 and 24 on the road that year. You could see the drop-off. This team is exceptional at home, this version, and they win on the road. Yeah, That win streak in the 16 out of 18 has included great performances away from home. Yeah, Coming back from 15 down without Donovan. You know, right. uh, 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 keeping Brooklyn at an arm's length when that team was fighting like crazy and playing hard and, and trying to break through. There's some there's something about this team that I have liked better than any version of the Utah Jazz since the turn of the century. And and that I think uh, I, I thought the Jazz had a real flaw in that that say 08 team that I don't think exists within this one. And there's still something to discover within this team that could certainly catapult them to being even a more of a contender. So if I was a Jazz fan, I'd be at a fever pitch. And, and then the second thing that really stood out to me from shoot-around this morning, so Donovan talked about what caused the Jazz problems against the Pacers in November. Boyan then had a, a list of three things that have really changed the Utah Jazz from where they were back then, and I think they're really important. Here's what he said. They're kind of more and more aggressive team. They didn't play with a... Uh... With the, with the right right energy over there, they jump on us early early on the game. So that's that's what we have to do tonight. And then our team is very different. I mean, we were one of the worst team on on defensive defensive transition. We turned the ball a lot, turned the ball a lot over. Then our defense was not on a point. But last last month or so, we are playing great basketball. We are number one uh, number one offensively. And then our defense been been way better than in the beginning of the year. So we play with more more confidence and more force, both, both offensive and defensive. Those last things he said, they're playing with more confidence and more force because what? Their turnovers have improved, their transitional defense has improved, and of course they're scoring the ball a lot better. To his point, in their first 18 games, which ended on that night in Indiana, they were 23rd in turnovers. The next 24, they've been 13th. In transitional defense, the first 18 games, they were 21st. Mm-hmm. The most recent 24 games since then, they're 13th. And the offensive rating, Tony, over their first 18 games, the Jazz were 22nd in the league over those first 18 games in offensive rating. In their most recent 24 games since, where they've gone, what, 18-6? and six? They are the second best offensive rating in the league and first over the last 10 games. Oh, yeah. And Boyan Bogdanovich nailed it. Those three things have changed from night to day, or day to night, whichever you prefer, 
and the Jazz are winning. It's not just the schedule lightened up. Oh, gosh, no. It's that the Jazz really buckled down and are doing the things that win ball games. Less dribbles, more passes, more aggression, and better shooting. You're going to win a lot of games. You better believe you will. And the Utah Jazz are going to continue. They have a great stretch of basketball here coming up in terms of opponents, and it's going to be really fun. Will they win 16 out of 18? I won't predict that. But what I will you predict— hater. <laughs> what are you hater. Why? <laughs> See, this bothers me so much, and I know we got Ryan we got to get to, but you, you, you talk about how the, oh, the Jazz have a real chance to win, and then in the next breath you're like, well, they can't win 16 of 18. I said I wouldn't predict it. I mean, they're not the Lakers. Why? Well, I, I just vomit. I just said I wouldn't predict that. <laughs> and that, that. Listen, Desperado, you've been out riding fences. Pick a side. <laughs> Maybe I'll pick 17 out of 18, huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, I see what I I spoke too soon. <laughs> Look at me try to save it now. Like, uh, oh but no. To your point, that's unrealistic. Yeah, but what I will say is that I can see them in this this huge stretch with so many tough opponents being right there. These are contenders, a lot of these teams that they're going to be battling, and uh, people can have their give and take on Indiana. I, I'd put them as a, a light contender or pretender at best, okay. right? But but what I'll say is, this is a dogfight tonight. Other, I mean, they just beat Denver. I mean, this is this is a good team. You're going to play Denver, you're going to play Dallas, you're going to play Houston, you're, you're going to go on the road, you're going to play some tough teams that are fighting to climb. I mean, this is going to be a stretch where you can't really have an off night and get away with it. Well, the Jazz in a lot of these 16 wins out of 18 games, they haven't had too many off nights. They really have not. So I want to see them keep that sharp, steady level and ability, and it's going to be fun. All right, Ryan from Tri-Day Trading is with us here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, you're a big jazz fan, so I know you're all fired up <laughs> about the way bit. this has been going. You know? Oh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's definitely good. Uh, Tri-Day Trading is a life-changer, money-making opportunity. <laughs> Tell everybody why. You know what? We love uh, the relationship we have here and uh, even the, the people that are part of our program. But I'd like to say also from the very beginning, we don't want anybody to take our, our word for it. Everybody's wondering, like, why do they let people trade their money? What, what is this thing we've been hearing about forever? What we're doing tomorrow is an event to kind of explain how this all works. We're going to have a lemma down at the office tomorrow at 630. You're going to get some dinner. And then we just go over the basics of how day trading works, why we let people trade our money. And then if somebody wants to try it out, mm -hmm. we're going to do it for $10. We're going to spend tons of time with them for 30 days. And, and that's really how you figure out if you can make money. Um, trading, you know, and doing this from home, doing it around your schedule, all those fun things. And who couldn't use supplemental income that doesn't take a lot of their time? Like, a lot of people are like, well, I could get a second 20-hour-a-week job to pay these bills, but you're saying it doesn't have to be that much. The best part is it doesn't matter what your current schedule is either because we're able to trade 24 hours a day. So if uh -huh. you're working the night shift, and, and really we want you to have – 40, excuse me, 30 to 45 minutes, at least four or five days per week, four days per week. And you can find that around that 24 hour time frame. You can try this out. And yeah. what other place can you make that much money working those little hours? Well, right? and what you don't do is welcome people in and say, well, good luck to you. Best, uh, best of luck trying <laughs> to find everything. Go to our website for more information. No, you have people with a coach one-on-one, -on -one, working with people, helping them understand, staying with the layman's terms, going at their speed. Yeah, we're local, and we team you up with somebody that's a, a trader. We let them go at your pace. You get asked your questions. And the biggest thing is, at the end of our training, we're going to fund an account that you trade we split the profits. You keep between 60 and 80%, depending on which program you're in. 
And that, that also means we actually care that you know what you're doing once you get done because your trading is going to make us both money. Right. Ryan, you also host co-host the Jazz Fan Show every Saturday Absolutely. afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, what did you make of Royce O'Neal's contract extension? I know he's your guy. He is one of my saw guys. saw a couple pictures from you over the Oh, yeah. yeah. He is one of my guys. And I think it's, it's deservedly so. It's fun when somebody that works hard, that doesn't necessarily come the traditional route, sees all that hard work pay off. Mm-hmm. My boy asked him, um, any advice? And he said, play every game as if it's your last. Practice every game as if it's your last. Hmm. And, and I think that's kind of st- stuck with him. He's not just a try-hard guy either. He's a dang good player. Like, he's a good player. Hey, you talk about the journey to get to this point. It's not just some Mighty Mouse situation where he's overachieving. And it, no, he's had this ability. Now he, combined with the organization, have uh, been an explosive duo, and he's been a vital part of this team. So great to have it. Well, thanks so much, man. We listen, look forward every weekend to the Jazz Fan Show, and uh, check him out with Try Day Trading as well. Thanks, bro. Thank you. And Alema, who's going to be there at the office tomorrow night in Lehigh at 6.30. And if Alema can do it, I mean, come on. <laughs> Nobody needs more coaching. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, when we come back, some big football games over the weekend, the NFC-AFC Championship game. We'll talk about that coming up next, 97.5-1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome... This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hey, here our band of the day today. This journey. Connection, San Francisco, back into the Super Bowl uh, for the first time since the 2012 season and into 13. They have yet to win a Super Bowl in the last 25 years, but of course they were the team of the 80s, as people very much remember. Sure, yeah. Uh, and so now here they are as a, a one of the a one of the brand names in NFL in Super Bowl era for sure. Five Super Bowl titles is nothing to sneeze at, but it's a different version, I guess, of what we've. Seen from the San Francisco 49ers. On the other side, the Kansas City Chiefs get the win uh, over your Tennessee Titans. Fake news. They're up 17-7, and I actually thought, I think this is more dangerous than the 24-0. Really? Houston. Yeah, because Tennessee had the ability to run. Uh, they, they, they were very mentally tough. I thought Houston definitely, the first sign of something not going their way, just panicked. Just panicked. Meaning Tennessee earns those 17 uh, yeah, Houston earned zero of the twenty-four. <laughs> well, it was like uh, Tennessee, you know, fought, battled, and and won the twenty dollars, and uh, Houston found twenty bucks on the ground and was like, "Well, look at me, give me some credit. I picked it up." And then put it all on red. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> came up empty. <laughs> Actually, I think they put it all on nine. Ah, there I we think go. That's yeah. how risky they were. <laughs> Did they score a touchdown? Is it a one possession? Or is it a three possession game? Fake the punt. <laughs> We're on our own 25. I don't care. Just fake it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was a bit you of a panic. You talk about panic. Anyway, not the point. Uh, I want to go over a couple things from yesterday. One of them was, because uh, whenever these games happen, you talk about the winners and the teams that are advancing. And the 49ers, it was after week three, I said, hey, this, this team's for real. They're back. 
And you were a little hesitant, not that you were denying that. You're just saying, I want to see more. Even when they were beating up on some bad teams, the 49ers were excellent. You could see the physicality, the confidence, uh, the team unity, the way that they're playing together. But the other thing I want to get to is the losing team yesterday, and that was the Green Bay Packers. And I thought the Packers all year long, and I wasn't just saying this as a Bears fan, I just never bought that they were a legit contender this year. And I thought when they played some other teams and had them at home and they could get by, it was one thing. But when a pretender played a contender, that was a disaster. Again. That's the second time they played them. Most times when NFL teams play each other multiple times, the second time looks nothing like the first one. Right. That looked everything like it for the first half. Sure, some late scores. I got it. But that game was never in doubt. They boat raced them. They couldn't stop the run. They were soft defensively. The 49ers just ran through them like there was no problem at all. Uh, What was it? Real time, Jimmy Garoppolo went 90 minutes without throwing a pass. Part of that was halftime, this and that, (laughs) possessions. The other part of it, they didn't have to. Why would you? Unless, oh, wait, Kyle Shanahan is on that. (laughs) But it was something I just watched it several times, shaking my head, going, what are you doing? Yeah. And and the Packers end up falling uh, in that situation. Second thing I did want to point out, I did not like one thing Aaron Rodgers said in the postgame. I didn't see his postgame. It was one of his first comments where he goes, you know, we just really need to get one of these at home. Ah. You know, the weather's different, this is different, that's different. I got news for you. If everything has to be just right for you to excel, it's going to be really tough for you to achieve the ultimate dream. By the way, you did achieve the ultimate dream once with three straight road games. You were the last wild card team to win it all, and you were the QB there. So right. you can't just say, we got to just get home field advantage, and then when it's cold, and then this will bounce our way, and that will bounce our way. No, man. There's no reason why you should be getting blasted the way you did against Atlanta last time, blasted like you did against San Francisco this time. Uh, yeah, you know, no. it's They should have been better. They need to be better. But that team... Maybe just was never that good. Is Lambo worth 46 points? Because that's what Green Bay was outscored by the Niners this yeah. year in two games. I, I don't think it's worth that. Yeah. Is it a better game? Sure. But if you can't stop the run, well, what do you think what? is your best friend in a cold weather game? Which, Pound the rock. Right. And you know who who you know which part of the game travels better than any of the is running the ball. Yeah. If you've got a good running game, it'll travel on the road with you. Your passing game may not always fly with you but it seems like the running game seems to go where my hesitation earlier in this season tony was actually more about jimmy garoppolo than the 49ers team and something still call it an innate an instinct something still when i put garoppolo up against Mahomes, something tells me i go with Mahomes in that situation but other people might go with garoppolo and I just feel like the 49ers' defense and the weapons around Garoppolo are so good that it may not matter if he's as good if, as, I, if, as everyone thinks he is right. or not. Because Garoppolo's not playing Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is playing the 49ers' defense. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it may not, this may not be a good indicator of whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is worthy of all the praise and honor and everything that everyone wants to heaps on him. This might be just a determination, determining factor if Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the league to beat, where is San Francisco second in defense this season, if not first, uh, to beat the, the top defensive team in the league. That's where this is going to come down to in the, in, the, in the Super Bowl. I love this matchup. So I, I don't, my hesitation with San Francisco was the quarterback, 
but they might be good enough for it to not even be an, uh, a topic. I'm so excited for this match. Are you really? Three times ever before this year. So 53 years the Super Bowl has happened. Three times ever there's been a point spread of minus one. And that was the opening line from what I saw yesterday on Twitter. You think it'll move? Uh, I mean, I it will move. I mean, it just depends. We got on, two weeks here, but but minus one, I think, is about right. Minus one really? either way. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be great. All three times the game had the minus one uh, point spread. Uh, it ended up being a one score game. Hmm. Now, two of those three like late scores made it a one score game. So it's not like these games were nail biters. Mm-hmm. The best one out of the three uh, was the Seahawks and Patriots which is arguably the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Arguably. Um, Certainly had the drama. So my early pick with all of this is Kansas City 28-23 in a game that I think will be a lot of fun. And I think that looking at the future, the very beginning of this decade, it is possible. There is a chance, with Mahomes being what he is, and Kansas City the way they've built and the way they can continue to build around an elite QB, that they have a chance to be the team of the decade here. And you never say grandiose I don't do that stuff. Like I that. don't predict stuff 10 years ahead. Right. I don't do the grandiose You don't make stuff. a big deal out of little stuff. Never. No, not a chance. Like, ever. <laughs> When's the last time I did that? I mean, seriously. Like, like words like team of the decade, yeah, best Super Bowl ever, oh, yeah, I don't quarterback know. of all time. These are no. phrases rarely said by you every hour. I'm the guy with my hands up going, whoa, 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 <laughs> slow down. <laughs> That's all I ever do. So you heard it here first. (laughs) The Kansas City Chiefs are the team of the decade, and the decade hasn't started officially till 2021. Or even for the season. This is the 2019 season, right? True. Yeah. But I I just think think Mahomes is so good. He's 24, and I think he's got a chance to get a great voice. Even better. And the other side of this. Love his voice. uh, Aaron Rodgers has won a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has done some great things at his very best, and I know the Packers are out. At his very best, I think he was as good as any quarterback I've ever seen. His absolute best, some of the throws, the plays, the the run to win the title was was tremendous. I feel like he'll end up being that guy leaving with a lot of meat left on that bone. You don't think he'll win another one? I don't know if he if he, especially if he doesn't. I think there's just a lot of that where you're like, man, that was not good there. Man, fifteen and one. 15 to 1, and you lost to the Giants, Eli Manning and company at home, which you're claiming that's what you need to do is I get mean, one Eli's of these. Eli's a home. Hall of Famer, though. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I look at this and I go, man, Aaron, I, and I'm not a Packer guy, but I, I will defend Aaron Rodgers and how good I think he is. But when the lights have been incredibly bright since winning that Super Bowl, there's a lot of criticism that I think is warranted. Hmm. And I thought <clears throat> sometimes he's overachieved with some teams. Like, I'm like, wow. That team wasn't that good, and he really excelled. But when I hear him say something like, well, we just got to get one of these at home, the last thing I want to hear from a leader in that moment is, let's get all the outside stuff to just fall in place the way we need so then we can go be successful. Let me ask you this way. Do you think the 49ers would redraft and pick him instead of Alex Smith? Mm Mm-hmm. So he was right in that prediction when he was drafted. Like People are like, he's 0-3 against the Niners, and he said that. Well, no, I I think (laughs) – and I think Alex, by the way, had a very nice career, but number one pick level, or if you make me choose between those two, Aaron's unbelievable. So, but you still think there's a chance Aaron might end up with, what does he have, one? One. Super Bowl right now, and he might end up with just the one? Is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? Yeah. Oh, no so doubt. So he is still really, really, really good. Oh, he's excellent. I'm talking, <clears throat> I think Aaron had a chance, personally. I think Aaron had a chance to be among the absolute greatest of absolute greatest. And I still think he is. I think And his, will end up being that. I think but. his very best is that. Hmm. But I think when it comes to accomplishment, 
I think there was a lot more meat left on the bone, and this is a compliment to him. I think he had a chance to be that guy that won three. Is he, is that similar to like how you look at Marino and Elway? Uh, no. Elway wildly overachieved with some teams to even get them there. Okay. Like, Elway lost to better teams in those So you don't feel goals. like there was more meat left on the bone, like, the, to use a phrase you used, with Elway with and Marino? Elway, no. no. I, thought, I thought John Elway, I think he unfairly took some criticism in some of those years where I was like, man, that— Where he had nothing around oh, him. Oh, yeah. man, like, some of those teams were—he was great, man. That's similar to what Aaron Rodgers has gone through, though. I really wonder— You Bears the, fan, the, you. <laughs> Just trying to— <clears throat> Point that out here. Huh? All right. Well, then, he's one of the greatest of all time, but you've got a Bears he, tattoo and he, he doesn't. So. <laughs> well, your move, sir. He did. He did set my guy straight on the airplane during that that uh, State Farm commercial. Uh-huh. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Welcome to grill class. Yeah. Don't think we don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Putting that guy in his place for sure. All right. Buying or selling a home, homie, will give you up to five grand back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with homie. See more at homie.com. <laughs> more to come here on the show, including great news for Royce O'Neal and for the Utah Jazz. We'll talk to Matt Harpering later on in the show as well. 97.5, The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Step back, hand of the face three, banks it in! Another big three for the Vipers! Utah State loses to Boise State, 88-83. A heartbreaker in Boise of biblical proportions. This is not good. What? Wait, why did we play wow. this? What are you talking about? Why, why Look at Alex Lundberg with the hit job, by the way. Whoa. What did the Vipers call have anything to do? Oh, everything with this weekend. By the way, yeah, Utah State I had a, I, like an eighteen-point lead, three and change to go. I forget what the exact time was, and just fell on their face. And oh yeah, I, I mean, fell on their face. Like Scotty said, and we'll get to more of what my thought about what Scotty said there in a second. But like he said, it was of biblical proportions, okay. like like boils and locusts and frogs and rivers turning. To blood, eighteen. So wait, what? Why was it appropriate in to play? that amount of time? Or are you playing that because the stars once blew a seventeen-point lead in three-plus minutes? Is that, is that the? Yeah, we're playing it because, in fact, if you would, if you could indulge me, uh, Alex, let's play Scotty's first here. I want to replay Scotty's call because it's a, it is a, it is a diamond of a, of a play-by-play man's call. This is how you do a call. Uh, and of course, he's on the Utah State call as they blow that one. And here's what he said: what it sounded like. Utah State loses to Boise State, 88-83. A heartbreaker in Boise of biblical proportions. This was not good. So you can, he's giving you the information. He's delivering the message, and then he's also telling you, without you know, crying and yelling and screaming, that he's not happy. Right? Uh-huh. You, that came across. Okay. Did yeah. he sound pleased? Uh, no, no, he's and very disappointed. What call was he on? 
for what uh, team? Utah State. Okay. The team that lost. Now, let's hear from, I don't know, we'll call him Roni Rarks, who was on the play-by-play for the Stars home game. Was Scooby-Doo. Hosting, <laughs> hosting the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. Again, this man is on the Stars broadcast, and here's what it sounded like. Step back, hand of the face three, banks it in! Another big three for the Vipers! What? Scotty is giving you the message. Here's what happened, this is bad, this is not good. And then, and you feel like, oh, Scotty's disappointed, but he's not going all homer. Well, not only were you not disappointed, you went all homer for the wrong team! It would have been better... For you to be like, hey, ref, hey, he found him, ref, he's defenseless. That would have been better than for you to go, ha, 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 ha. stars lose, stars lose. Unbelievable. If they paid you for that okay. game, it's a crime. No, they did pay me for that they, game. I'll tell you why. They shouldn't. That was it. Okay, that was it. You a, were on the Stars call. No, it was an ESPN And you were waving game. the Vipers banner. It was an ESPN Step game. Step back. Hand in your face three. Vipers! They did win the title, I think. So. Rio Grande. That oh, was your call. <laughs> Scott uses this. Is not good. Okay, And look. Tony's over there painting his face with a Vipers logo. I'm just, I'm just saying I was trying uh, on a, a, a neutral broadcast no. to communicate how unneutral you were on a comeback. <laughs> it was a dramatic comeback. No, incorrect. Dramatic no. comeback, and, and it just uh, it All right, one more to- time. Here's what Tony was saying with a dramatic comeback. Step back, hand of the face three, banks it in! Another big three for the Vipers! <laughs> I can't I, believe what I just saw! I just, I'm just saying, like it was. I'm Tony Parks. I just, it was no disrespect. <laughs> it was no disrespect. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it, Ryan from Trident Have you done the play by play for the star since? Uh, no, I'm yeah. not. Uh-huh. Okay. I rest my case, Your Honor. I just. It was the prosecution arrest. It was uh, it was kind of a neutral side game. It was a dramatic comeback. I was trying to trying to not be a homer, but it it may have come. Uh, Would have come been out. better if you had been. Well, you just played the one bite to make it sound like that was my. You want call all? The you want time. the whole comeback? <laughs> we'll kill you if you want us to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you want us to play the whole oh, seventeen, oh. especially since you. Said you wanted it to if happen. If you ever wanted to know. You know what would really have to happen here. <laughs> the Stars not hit another shot. Boom. They didn't hit another I, shot. He wants to play the whole thing. I did literally say in yeah. the broadcast, well, the, the only thing that would have to happen here is the Stars would have to miss every shot the rest <laughs> of the way, and the Vipers would have to score on every possession. And the Vipers uh, coach exactly looked at you and went, happened. that's a great plan. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. uh, yes, when he made the basket, I was uh, uh, probably more enthused than I should have been. I, I was just trying to communicate the, the drama of the moment. For the Vipers. Uh, uh, for the game. For I, the Vipers. Oh, man. Step back. Head in your face three. Banks it in! <laughs> Here on Stars Basketball. <laughs> what? Yeah, I did sign off in the, uh, that, that way. I, I was, I was, um... I was trying like crazy to yeah. step back. Hand of the face three. Banks it in. Another big three for the Vipers. Uh, Scotty. Scotty definitely communicated. And then good. Scotty a- answered with this. 
is not good. No. Because, you know. It was not good. It was, anyway, I'm it was so not, disappointed. Uh, Ryan, I, I apologize. I know you're a Stars fan as well as a Jazz fan. I, yeah. I did not want to communicate I in a we negative way. I thought we were on the same way. team. <laughs> I really thought we were on the same team. So did the Stars. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. He hasn't done it since, so <laughs> wrongs have been righted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you been, by the way, Ryan? Your so team's far, won 16 so good. out of 18. Heck yeah, tonight's ah. going to be another one. What are these shoes you've it's got another, on? Um, <laughs> are these SpongeBob shoes? SpongeBob shoes. Wow. Okay. Those that's, are really cool. That's what all the kids are wearing. All right. Whose shoes are they? And the old guys that look like kids. Are these Kyrie? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, 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 right. Ryan has the coolest gear, Tony. <laughs> he has the coolest studios. He's got the coolest swag, the coolest gear, uh-huh. and the coolest show on Saturdays. Well, he certainly does. The Utah Sorry, Jazz Adrian. Fan Show, and I, I uh, <laughs> have had a chance to be a host on that. It was or a guest on that, I should say. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you really do reach out to the fan, connect with the fan, um, but also on top of that, you reach out and connect with people on how they can be more profitable every day. Absolutely, and we appreciate you saying those things. Um, Jazz Fan Show has been a ton of fun, and uh, we love to get input from Jazz fans. We love it when you guys come on and share some stories. All that stuff's great. And then um, the sponsor for the show is Try Day Trading, and that's kind of what we're here today to talk about. Anybody that's out there that could use um, a little bit more money, or maybe they're not excited with their current job, there's so many different uh, things going on out there where somebody um, needs a change. And, and I think this is one of those rare opportunities. You can check it out without leaving your other job. You can do it around your current schedule. And you can do all those things and, and really figure out if this is what you've been looking for. Um, I love to tell people about it because we, we let you try it. We let you come find out for yourselves. It's nice to have um, you know people from the station here. It's nice to have a lemon. It's nice to have those people doing it themselves. But, but we tell everybody the same thing. Come try it out. You know, we're not interested in talking somebody in to, to being part of day trading. We're interested in showing you how it works and letting you decide if this is something that can, can really help your current situation. My favorite part about it is everything you just said is true, but someone might think, oh, I'm going to have to dedicate so much time. But really, the time that you're asking for or telling them, advising them to give to it, Makes it like a why not? You're not you have nothing to lose. This is, can be done anywhere and for not a lot of time. Yeah, if you've got an internet signal, can find five to eight hours per week. Yeah. What we'll do is just get you set up on a trial. A trial's thirty days where you get to use our software, where we're going to assign somebody to work with you one on one. Total cost ten dollars. Wow. And then you get to set up an account, and you can see how much money you make or don't make in your account by using our software during those 30 days, and we'll find out if we should keep you going or not. Yeah, and, and that coaching, by the way, you're for people who may know the industry or know nothing about it, you're going to make sure that, that uh, they have their, their questions answered, they're guided the right direction, all of that. You're all on the same team in that. Yeah, a lot of other places, they just um, say, here you go, good luck, and you're on your way. We give you an opportunity to, to come down, shake our hand. We've got a physical location. Tomorrow night we're meeting. It's right off the Thanksgiving point exit. Go to our website, trydaytrading.com. It's going to be an hour. You can get some food. Alem is going to be there. Oh. We'll teach you about day trading, and uh, it, it'll be real fun. All right. It's gonna and be you can fun. ask. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. You can talk jazz with uh, Ryan and also Alema and – Get some great food and find out how to make some big-time money. Thanks again, Ryan. Thank you. All right, it's Ryan from Triday Trading, and I will uh, apologize to everybody in Starsland, Jazzland. I 
It was an accident. Don't make promises you can't keep. I'm embarrassed. Uh, Good. Well, we, <laughs> we win. And, and by the way, may I say that your comment during that last segment, if you ever want to know what it's like to work with Austin every day, it's, we'll kill you if you want. How about that comment? If you want. Yeah, right. It's up to you. It's just, uh, you know, your call. Hey. I just know. want you to be comfortable. Like Ryan is trying to offer people opportunities for making great money. You're over here like, hey, here's a one-time <laughs> deal for you. I'll offer you this. You tell me where you want to go with this. I Look, I do what you want, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am a doer, not an asker. You certainly make some uh, bizarre suggestions and demands out of people. That's what it's like to work with Look this you guy. You try to day. flip it on me. You're I'm the one. You're the one drowning. <laughs> I'm on the sideline watching. All right. Well, the Jazz are flourishing, and I'll tell you what. Royce O'Neal's a big part of that. We'll talk about him <laughs> on the other side, uh, as obviously he had his recent deal signed. Matt Harpring's going to join us at five. You're listening to the Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.